if you're trying to gain mastery in anything, it requires kind of the learning of a lot of micro skills. There's a lot of skills you need to acquire to gain mastery in one particular thing. This podcast is all about that. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Max McCoy, and this is Looking Up. I love you guys. Thank you for checking in on my podcast. This is all about me trying to learn how to live a happy, intentional, and high-performing life, kind of learning my insights as I go, learning from people that I bring onto the podcast and the interviews, uh, and the fact that you guys are tuning in and learning with me means the world. If you haven't already, get added to my newsletter. That's where the heat is going out every week. I'm sending emails, all the things I'm learning in real time. I'm sharing them with you guys. I'll share a uh, link in the show notes below. Also, share this podcast if you're up for it, if you feel called to. Send it to your grandma, your mom, your dog, your friend. Say, hey, check out this podcast. They might like it. <laughs> and uh, you know, when you guys share screenshots to your Instagram, that also means the world to me. It helps this podcast grow. Let's get into this show. It's a solo episode about skill acquisition. You might like it. Let's do it. So I learned a new skill last week, and it was slacklining. For those people that don't know what slacklining is, it's a very random and obscure sport where you put a tightrope basically in between two trees, and you try to walk and balance on the tightrope thing. Uh, It was random why I wanted to do it. I had a slackline from like multiple Christmases ago. I'm on isolation, lockdown like so many people, so I was trying to find a way to kind of you know, make a little more fun out of my days. I decided to set up my slack line after years of looking at it. And, uh, you know, I would wanted to learn how to slack line. I have friends that are pretty good at it. And it's a pretty cool sport when you're good at it. You know, you're really bouncing on this thing and really doing cool stuff. And you can set up the slack line in really beautiful places like in the mountains or at the beach. And so with my friends, when they would set up slack lines, I, I would never be able to do it, and it was kind of a buzzkill to be in a beautiful place and not be able to do the damn thing that everybody's doing. So I was like, all right, I'm going to learn this thing. I'm going to do it, and I set myself up for a challenge. I was like, okay, what if I got pretty damn good at this thing within five days? And uh, it was like a, it made it fun. It made it competitive for myself, and I thought, what a cool way for me to maybe implement some of these things that I've learned over the years about skill acquisition let me see if I can maybe fine-tune my my approach to learning a new skill. Maybe I can use this very random and low-risk uh, experiment of just learning to slackline in the privacy of where I'm staying, kind of as a means of learning about skill acquisition again. And so this is what this podcast is going to be about. It's kind of uh, So again, this was last week. This podcast is going to be about my reflection on skill acquisition after a week of trying to essentially learn a brand new skill. And so, yes, I was learning how to slackline. That is a very obscure, random thing. You're likely not trying to learn how to slackline, but the principles that I was reminded of, and some of them I had to even relearn in how to learn a skill and how to become proficient at something quickly, these principles that I was reminded and the the principles that I learned are going to carry with me into anything else I'm going to learn. You know, for example, I want to get really good at speaking Spanish one day. I want to be fluent. And while I can speak Spanish, when I have the time to invest back into my Spanish speaking skills, I will look at these principles and say, okay, make sure you're following these, Max, because this is widely applicable to any skill you want to learn. If I was still playing competitive basketball, if I was still a competitive athlete and I wanted to add a new move to my repertoire, I would look at this list of principles uh, and make sure I'm following them. And so I think that is why this podcast is hopefully valuable for you. 
because these principles and these lessons in skill acquisition have been very, uh, it's been really, it's been a really awesome reminder. So let's get into it. Whatever you're trying to learn, here are some principles around skill acquisition. The first thing that I found to be very helpful in trying to learn a skill very fast was set an objective. And like I said, to start this, I got the slack line set up and it wasn't like a lofty goal of like, oh, I kind of want to get better at slacklining. Like I chose to make a pretty specific goal that I wanted to be pretty damn good, uh, not just you know in a month or two weeks or whatever I found time. I was like, I'm going to get really good at this in five days. And that was the objective I set for myself. And I think why it's helpful to get specific is because it's like if I had the lofty goal of, yeah, I want to get better at this, um, you know, being really shitty at it in the beginning, I was so bad at slacklining. I could not stand on the rope. I, you know, I, I, I sucked. I was terrible. And had I not had a specific objective and end goal in mind, I don't think I would have had the motivation to even show up for day two. I would have been like, you know, I'll never get this. But because I had that objective, very, very specific, it really almost motivated me and brought out the competitive nature in me. Like, oh, I like, let's do this. Let's try this. So if you're setting if you're trying to learn any skill, if I'm trying to learn Spanish, I would say maybe my objective is I can hold a conversation with a native Spanish speaker for five minutes. If I'm trying to learn a new basketball move, uh, the objective might be I can pull off this move and do it perfectly, you know, 10 times in a row. Whatever the skill is you're trying to learn, I would say first principle is get very specific on what your objective is so that you're not just showing up kind of in a vagueness. You, you know exactly what you're trying to do. The second principle I found that helps is commit to a timeline and surrender to the process. So this could be a week. This could be a month. This could be a year. For me, it was five days. I want to get really good at this one particular skill in five days. And again, this is almost setting you up with very specific boundaries and guidelines around the thing you're trying to do so that you're not showing up thinking like, maybe I'll do this today, maybe I'll do it tomorrow. When you set up strict guidelines around the time frame of like, okay, when are you hoping to complete this objective? You know, with some goals like speaking Spanish, I'm not going to give myself a week to learn how to speak Spanish fluently. But if maybe I had six months to do it, I would, you know, it would it would put some urgency in me to very much take advantage of the time I have to be practicing so that I could reach that objective at the allocated time frame. If you're learning a new basketball move, you know, I'm, I'm using the same examples, but I think they're helpful. If you're learning a new basketball move, maybe give yourself three days to learn it. Like if you give yourself two weeks, you'll likely spend just as much time as you would if you had three days to do it. You would just spread it out longer. And so for me, what really helped was I have five days to get really good at this. So that is going to make sure that I practice every single day. So whatever the skill is you're trying to learn, set a you know, very specific time frame. How long is it going to take you to complete your objective? And I would recommend making it a little shorter than what you're comfortable with, something that will put some urgency in you, something that will almost bring out the competitive nature in you. And if you don't make the objective, that's fine, but this is your time window that you will essentially be able to surrender to the process. Like I know I'm, and I, I think short time periods are really good. So, you know, if you have three days to learn a new move, if you have two weeks to learn a new skill, it makes you able to surrender. You know, you don't have to be like, is this working? Is this not? It's like, I'm going to surrender to the process. I'm going to surrender to practicing. And in two weeks time, then I'll be able to make the decision if it's, con- if it's worthwhile to continue. But by setting a, a time frame up in advance, you're almost setting yourself up not to 
give up. You're, you're setting yourself up for success in a way. The third principle that I found super helpful was to learn the basic rules and guidelines before putting in the reps. So trying to learn as, as well as you can how to do the thing from almost like a technical point of view. So if you're trying to learn how to, uh, how to speak Spanish, learn the basic vocab and grammar structures so that you're not putting in repetition doing the wrong thing. You know, for me, slacklining, I asked one of my buddies who was pretty good, I asked like, what are your three tips that I need to follow before I start slacklining, you know, because I didn't want to practice doing the wrong thing. I didn't want to practice an hour a day doing the wrong thing and setting up bad habits from the start. So in starting a new habit, in starting a new skill, you have an advantage because you're kind of a, you're a blank canvas. You have, you know, you, you haven't developed any bad habits yet. So I think before learning a skill, it's very helpful just to do, you know, don't overdo it. Don't stress yourself out, but do some research to ensure that you're setting yourself up. You're not implementing bad habits and that you have the basic form down. You have the basic rules down. You have the basic guidelines so that you're not instilling bad habits basically. And then another principle, it's kind of like a, you know, just a philosophy in the beginning. Don't take yourself too serious in the beginning. Like do not take yourself too serious. You are going to suck at any skill you start at. And that was a reminder for me. Uh, In slacklining, I was so bad. I could barely stand up on the line and I looked like an idiot. And especially when I had someone with me that knew how to do it, I looked silly. But if I was too wrapped up in my ego or how I was being perceived if you are worried about how you are being perceived in learning a new skill, uh, you'll never be able to learn new things because it takes a certain humbleness about people to learn something new. Uh, it takes a humbleness to be able to be bad at something. And everybody, 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 before they got good at whatever they're good at, they were bad at it. Like everybody did. So being able to remove that ego. I remember learning Spanish when I spent some time in Spain. In the beginning, I was pretty bad at it. And it just took so much humility. I had to throw my ego out the window. I had to be willing to speak this language like an idiot before I could start speaking it pretty well. Uh, and so with any skill, with any new thing you're trying to add to your repertoire, whether it's in business and sport or whatever, be willing to be pretty bad at it at first and just be patient. The next principle that I was reminded of is uh, learn from someone who is better than you. I just kind of hinted at it there. So you, you're not taking yourself too serious, but... Try to have someone with you in those early stages of this new skill that is really good. You know, learn from someone that is better than you. Spend time watching them do it really well. Practice with them if possible. Like practice with them at whatever the skill is and have them, you know, gently critique you. Have them give you feedback. Have them give you encouragement. By having someone around uh, supporting you in the early stages of this skill, it's easy to allow you to know that you're doing it right. You know, like it's for me when I'm trying to learn something new, it's like, oh, am I doing this right? Oh man, like um, I must be doing something wrong because I'm just not getting the hang of it. But almost having someone there, I had a friend with me slacklining and he was just kind of assuring me like, oh yeah, like you're getting it, you're getting it. And I didn't feel like I was getting it it at first. Like I did, I definitely felt like I was just not going to get the hang of it. And he was ensuring me that this is normal. This is normal. This is normal. And that reminded me like, man, how many other aspects of my life in in trying to learn a new skill do I try to do it all alone? And it's so easy to maybe turn on yourself when you're alone, but when you have someone who's good at it already and they can kind of reflect back to you, you're doing the right thing, you're doing well, this is normal. It really just takes a lot of the guessing out of it. 
And I think it's really helpful in anything you're trying to learn to model people who are good at it already. Um, So especially with physical activity and physical movement like sport, uh, if you can literally just watch people who are really good at something that you want to get better at, like a sport, your subconscious begins to almost, uh, you know, your subconscious really picks up on more than you think. So by watching my friend Slackline, he was pretty good at it. I, I saw myself improving more than I expected just simply by watching him do it and then without overthinking, trying to model that as I went. Uh, and that has helped me in basketball in my career, watching players who are great over and over and over again, their moves and their their body patterns begin to seep into your uh, subconscious and you begin to almost model that behavior. I think the same would go with you know learning a language. If you speak with someone who's really good at Spanish and you spend a ton of time with them, even though you're not understanding them, you begin to pick up on their cadence, their flow, their rhythm, their speaking tone, and you begin to model that. If you're in business and you're trying to learn you know, a new skill and someone is really good at it and you spend time with them, you are going to pick up on the way they move, the way they think, the way they go about things. So in any skill acquisition process, try your best to learn from someone who is better than you. Spend time watching them do it and practice with them and get encouragement and feedback as much as possible. All right, next principle. Are you guys still with me? We got a few more. So put in a lot of repetition, put in a ton of reps and let your nervous system get familiar with it. The body is so adaptable, the mind is so adaptable, the brain, you know, the way our brain kind of connects to our body. So with a sport and with me in my case of slacklining, there was balance required, there was all these different movements required. I just had to spend as much time as possible on the slackline to get my brain and nervous system used to it. And I just put in reps and reps and reps. And this reminds me of when I was a basketball player, what made me at the time, uh, back in my heyday, uh, what made me really good was the fact that I just put in more reps than everybody and more practice and in doing anything over and over and over again. And especially when you are sure to do it in the right way over and over and over again, your nervous system became, there's so many like neural pathways that get developed. Your brain is just becoming more used to it. Every time you go to sleep, your brain is processing it. So the more reps you can put in, in anything, just trusting that practice, 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 practice. is It's making your nervous system, your mind, your body way more familiar with the thing you're trying to learn. And almost always it's happening at a subconscious level. So simply by showing up and trying again and again and again, you are improving. And then the next point kind of goes hand in hand with that is make sure you get plenty of sleep to let your brain and nervous system process all the learning and repetition that's happening. If you're not sleeping, you are not processing all the work you're doing. If you're not sleeping and resting, you are not letting your brain, your body, your nervous system kind of replay all the things that you did during the day. So if you're putting in repetition, that's amazing. You're getting better. But if you're not sleeping, that repetitions are wa- those repetitions are wasted. And that was a kind of a fun, cool thing to remind myself <clears throat> in this slacklining process was because it's a balancing sport. And so I was so aware of how my body was trying to recalibrate and like find equilibrium even when I was resting. And so it became very clear to me that like, okay, I should, I should get a lot of sleep because I think, you know, I put in a ton of reps today. It felt like it felt okay, but I feel like after a night's sleep and I wake up, I think I'll be better. You know, I think my brain will be processing it. And that was definitely the case. So without sleep, whatever you're trying to learn is kind of wasted So make sure, especially in the early phases of learning a new skill, you're getting a ton of sleep. 
a couple things that help me if you're trying to learn like a skill in a sport, you know, this, this will apply to you if you're trying to learn something else it might not, but what helped me and uh, I noted it just in case it's helpful is doing yoga and keeping my core strong. So doing yoga, you know, just a little bit a day and then doing a little bit of core exercises, those two things help my performance in any sport and anything I'm doing. You know, like having a flexible and loose body, keeping my body's energy kind of flowing and loose, and then keeping my core strong, it helps my balance, my athleticism. Those two things are so important to try to learn a new physical skill and trying to get better at any sport. Uh, So I had to include those. Another principle that was actually surprisingly helpful, and I didn't even think this would be the case, but I invited, so after like four days of slacklining, I was starting to get pretty good, and I invited a friend over to do it with me, and he sucked. He had never really done it, and so it was cool for me to be with someone who wasn't so good at the sport, uh, and because I had just been there like three days prior to be able to see him struggling reminded me of how far I came, and so the next principle is practice with someone who is worse than you. Give them pointers, give them tips. And in doing that, you're recognizing how far you've come in this skill. You're able, uh, in teaching someone anything, you're almost able to further ingrain it in your own skill set. And so by giving him pointers on the slack line, where you know I'd only been doing it four days, it helped me almost remind myself of the basics, the principles, while also kind of being a confidence booster. So I think that's important to note. As I continued to get better and better, uh, what I did notice was once I had the basics down, it became a matter of you know getting out of my head and trusting my nervous system, trusting my subconscious, trusting that my body knew what it was doing, and all I had to do was just you know practice and get out of my head. And so I, that reminded me of like you know any skill again. The more you in the beginning stages, you really have to be conscious about your learning. You have to be very deliberate. You know, do this, do this, do that. And it's so much effort, but then after, you know, a couple of weeks and you, you have it down, you have the basics, you put in repetitions, now it becomes a, a matter of getting out of your head and just allowing your body and mind to do what it does, acting out of this almost flow and subconscious state. And so that really helped me go from, you know, being mediocre to starting to get good. It was once I started to get out of my head and just trust my body, trust, uh, trust my practice, that's when I started to really see huge improvements. And so getting out of your head is huge for people who struggle with getting out of their head and trusting their mind, trusting their body in a performance like state, you know, meditation is, that's the shit. That's the practice. That is the way to really refine and strengthen your mind's ability to uh, come back to the present moment. When thoughts come, when you find yourself getting distracted, when you find yourself overthinking, the ability to come back to your breath, the ability to come back into your body and come back into whatever you're doing in the moment, that's a muscle, that's a practice, and meditation is the best way to fucking do that. So that's a big one. Uh, keep getting more reps is another principle, just keep, you know, reps, reps, reps. Uh, continue to up the level of difficulty, you know, if in the beginning you're just starting with the very basics, you know, continue to build on the basics, basics, like brick by brick, add to the skill, difficulty. And then another thing that I found super helpful, um, and this was, again, a really cool opportunity for me to practice all the things that I have learned over these years. You get, I, I'm, not a or I'm not a professional basketball player. I'm not even a competitive basketball player anymore. You know, my sport, quote unquote sport now is kind of like my career. 
Uh, and so having a physical challenge, you know, slacklining, though it's silly and fun, it gave me the opportunity to really practice some mental rehearsal and visualization tools that I always tell athletes to do, but I don't really have the container to do them anymore because I'm not playing, you know, competitive sports. And so after a few days of practicing and practicing, there were certain moves on the slack line I couldn't get down. There was one move where you walk on the slack line and then you actually turn around and start walking the other way. It sounds easy, I, I guess, but it, it's really fucking hard. Uh, and I couldn't get it down. And so I started uh, mentally rehearsing it. And I would like visualize even just like a couple minutes. I would close my eyes and imagine myself doing it. Uh, and when you visualize, you often you often realize that there's some mental blocks. And so I realized I had some mental blocks about turning around and continuing to walk the other direction. I was falling off the slack line, even when I was visualizing, I was like, how can I be messing up even when I visualize? Um, But that is kind of the brain's way of having expected outcomes. The brain has these, uh, you know, when I do this, this happens. And those are just kind of grooves in the brain that have been practiced. And so the, the benefit of mental rehearsal is that you're able to practice different outcomes. So for example, if I want a, you know, if I am a basketball player and I want to get down a certain move, I can't get it down. I mentally rehearse that move in my head. Maybe I'm still not getting it down for the first bit. Um, that's just because that is your brain's, uh, expected outcome. Or if you're learning Spanish and you can't seem to be very smooth in the way you talk with people, though, you know, you should have this down by this point. Try mental visualization. What would it feel like? How would your body move? How would how would it feel if you were, uh, you know, speaking fluently? And so for me, I took that to my case on the slack line. I visualized walking down the line, turning around, walking the other way, and I did it over and over and over. I I felt it in my body. Um, I, I I did it over and over again until it actually happened. Uh, until the point in my head I wasn't falling off, and I did the mental rehearsals. I did the mental rehearsals. Uh, I did it at night before bed, and then I woke up uh, that day, did the slack line, and the first try, I shit you not, I was walking on the slack line, turning around, and going the other direction. And so this could be a coincidence. You know, it could be I'd been practicing, and I finally got it, but I don't think it's a coincidence. I could not get this move down. I could not. And then one night, literally one night, I would say five minutes of mental rehearsal, visualization, feeling in my body what it would feel like. Doing, getting reps up in my head, creating new neural pathways, and then sleeping on it, allowing my brain overnight, like I said, to process the work I had done. And so in this case, some of the work I had done was mental, but still going to bed, allowing my subconscious to work on it, process it. I woke up the next day, did it first try, and then it became like something that was starting to become easy for me. So mental rehearsal, visualization, it is such a powerful way to hone in on a new skill you're learning and to really create brain neural pathways that essentially are tricking your nervous system into thinking this skill has already been mastered. And so visualization is a masterful tool. I have other podcasts that go more in depth on this idea. Definitely recommend adding that to your skill acquisition routine. And so that's about it. Once the timeline is up. So again, we started with set an objective, set a timeline. Once the objective timeline is up, for my case, it was five days. Five days were up. Now review your progress. Give credit to where it's due. You know, give yourself credit. For me, I was like, Max, like you could not do this shit. And now you're pretty damn good at slacklining. Like I am going to toot my own horn, people. I could not do a slackline. I cannot walk on it. I cannot like turn around. I cannot jump on it. 
Now I can. And I would say I'm a slacker. I'm, it's a funny thing to call yourself a slacker. But like now I, I think if someone set up a slack line in a very dope space at the beach or in the mountains, I could do that thing. And it's cool. And this has reminded me how cool and how rewarding it can feel to learn a new skill and the process of it and how you know, the first few days are the hardest and how it's almost always frustrating and how silly I felt. And then it reminded me, you know, all what this podcast is about. It reminded me all of that. And that, so that was the beauty. And that was the credit I gave myself for going through this process for being patient enough. So at the end of your objective timeline, if you gave yourself a week, two weeks, a month, six months, review your progress, see what worked, what didn't, And that's, I mean, that's the skill learning process. That's all it takes to learn a new skill, really. And then from there, you repeat. So if slacklining was something I wanted to be really great at, I would say just restart the process over and over again, the skill acquisition process. So while in the beginning it was the basics, now maybe I would level it up. So I would just change my objective. I would now have an objective that kind of uh, reflected the the higher skill set that I want to achieve. I would commit to a new timeline so that I could surrender the process once again. You know, I would try to maybe retouch on the basic guidelines and rules. I wouldn't take myself too serious at first. You know, again, coming back and doing this over again, trying to transcend to a new level, you almost have to remember that you have to be humble in the process. I would again try to learn from someone that's better than me. I would put in a ton of reps. I would get a ton of, uh, I would get a ton of sleep. I would try to let my brain and nervous system recover to all the work I've been putting in. Uh, I would do yoga and work on my core to make sure the, the energy is flowing in my body and that I have a good center and I'm balanced. I would practice with someone that's worse than me. I would try to help them. I would try to teach them what I'm learning. And in teaching them, I'm ingraining what I'm learning even further. I would get more reps up. I would continue to up the difficulty. I would practice mental rehearsal. I would visualize I would practice even more so what I just visualized and see the progress that it helped me with. And I would continue to review. Once the timeline was up, I would review. And that is the process. I would do that over and over and over again until you know, you look back on a couple timelines that you've set for yourself and you will realize that you have transcended far beyond what you thought was possible. And so that's what I learned from slacklining. I know it's pretty funny that freaking slacklining, a random ass sport, got me to this point. But um Yeah. I mean, it was cool. It was fun. (laughs) I spent days outside. I only spent like an hour a day doing it, but I got pretty good. And it has reminded me how powerful our brain is, how adaptable our brain and body is, and how good we are as humans at learning new skills. We are literally, you know, adapting beings that can learn anything so much faster than we give ourselves credit for. And often it just takes having the principles, having some objectives set to really maximize the skill acquisition process so i hope these helped you this was definitely a different type of episode but i was just inspired to make it as the the retouching on these principles of skill acquisition reminded me how powerful this can be how powerful and adaptable we are and in trying to gain mastery you know i'm trying to gain mastery in a few things this reminds me that in gaining mastery there are micro skills that you need to get better at and to learn a skill, to master a skill, there's a process to do that. And this helped me remind me of that process. Hope this helped you. Let me know if it did. Share it with a friend. Share it with your grandma. Share it with your dog. Share it with whoever might like it. Whoever's trying to learn a skill, say, hey man, here's a podcast you might like. Here is a dude talking about learning skills. Here are some guidelines you can follow. (laughs) 
I appreciate you guys for supporting the podcast. If you've listened to this point, you are one of my OGs. I appreciate you. Uh, Share it on IG if you feel called to. That helps me grow the podcast, helps get more eyeballs on it. And subscribe to my newsletter if you haven't already. That is where I'm sending weekly emails of all the things I'm learning in real time. And that's it. I love you guys. I hope you guys are being gentle and compassionate with yourself in this crazy time of isolation while also, you know, trying your best to continue to live an intentional and happy life. I love you guys. See you on the next episode. I'm tired from talking. Bye.